Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part series where, with Pat Harned, the CEO of the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, we take a look at ECI's 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey. In this five-part series, we take a holistic look back on the GBES 2018 survey, sharing key findings, important facts, and overall takeaways from the report and what it means for an organization and compliance practitioner moving forward. First, a word about ECI. The Ethics and Compliance Initiative it helps to empower organizations to build and sustain high-quality ethics and compliance programs. As the recognized thought leader in the field, ECI members have access to the top research, networking, and certification opportunities to empower their organization's ethics and compliance programs and their professional careers on a new dynamic path. For more information on the ECI, check out their website, ethics.org. In this episode four, we take a look at the survey released in Q4, interpersonal misconduct in the workplace, what it is, where it occurs, and what you should do about it. A decade ago, many companies made headlines for problems such as bribery, financial manipulation, and fraud. That attention has shifted, however. For the past year, mistreatment of employees, especially abusive behavior, sexual harassment, and discrimination have joined data privacy as a critical issue of our time. Both Me Too and Time's Up have given a name to the larger effort to unearth problems that have festered to find a path towards more safer, more respectful workplaces. Efforts to expose these issues have uncovered repetitive patterns of interpersonal misconduct in organizations. Our heightened awareness of interpersonal misconduct and the toll it takes on employees and organizations is a positive development, but more needs to be known about the nature of these issues, the scope of the problems, and the factors that acerbate these issues and strategies for fostering respectful workplaces. We take up these issues in Episode 4. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I am back again with Pat Harnett. Pat is the CEO of the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, or ECI, and we are continuing our exploration of the 2018 Global Business Survey response. Pat, first of all, welcome, and thank you again for taking the time to visit with me. Hello again, Tom. It's great to be here. Pat, in uh, today's episode, we're going to take a look at uh, survey results that were released in Q4, interpersonal misconduct in the workplace, what it is, where it occurs, and what you should do about it. And I was wondering if we could just start with, what did the Global Business Ethics Survey uh, show about this topic? Well, one of the things, the reasons that we took on this topic um, is that certainly sexual harassment, sexual assault, discrimination, um, abusive behavior have been a part of our conversation as just as a society for quite a while, at least the last two years, it's been a very dominant topic that we have had to think about. Um, And so what we also over the years, as a lot of your listeners know, we do this global business ethics survey, we measure trends um, in workplace misconduct. And every year that we've done the study, one of the leading types of misconduct that people observe is always abusive and intimidating behavior by supervisors towards their their employees. So we wanted to explore that a little bit more. We also just wanted to take the pulse around um, sexual harassment and discrimination in the workplace. How prevalent is it really? Um, And so we found that across 
uh, the, the survey respondents, 26% of people are observing some type of abusive behavior in the workplace. 25% are observing some type of sexual harassment. And 38%, I'm sorry, my, I'm telling, about to tell you wrong numbers, Tom. Um, 21% observe abusive or intimidating behavior. 12% observe some type of sexual harassment, and 12% observe discrimination in the workplace. The, um, the part of the title of this episode is what you should do about it. And the Me Too movement really focused me personally and my thought on not if it happens to me, but what happens if I observe it. So were there anything that uh, stuck out to you or struck you about the people who observe something and what they should do about it? There are certainly um, a few risk factors that I think drive a fair amount of people's decisions when they're observing these types of behaviors, whether or not they'll come forward and actually report it. Um, so the first is their perception of leaders, whether or not, and this, this is something that we've sort of seen over the years, that people's beliefs about their, their leaders, the conduct that they display, but also their belief about whether leadership really cares about this issue also affects their willingness to come forward. Um, a second is the focus of the environment of the business overall. And then the third factor is the extent to which the organization is going through a fair amount of transition and change. Um, all of those things really drive employees' decisions about whether they'll come forward to report, whether they'll take action when they're seeing this kind of behavior in their environment. Pat, I have to say one of the things that surprised me was point two uh, in those three points you listed, which was the focus of the business. Um, and there appears to have been a disparity uh, in um, people who worked in the service hospitality industries in either uh, being harassed or observing it and those in white collar professions. Could you discuss that a little bit? Sure. One of the things that we found was that when an organization focuses on um, performance when and the way they incentivize people has a substantial influence on the extent to which they're observing abusive behavior, whether they're observing sexual harassment, whether they're observing discrimination in that environment. And it sort of stands to reason that if you have a focus on um, the overall outcomes, the bottom line, if you're incentivizing people for reaching goals regardless of how they get there, then there's not an environment of accountability. And so certainly you see people uh, treating each other inappropriately because what matters is the results, not necessarily how you got there. Um, so for example, and this, this is a little, this is more overall, but there were certain industries where it was more pronounced. Um, but, but people are 4.2 times more likely to observe abusive behavior in an environment where um, the focus is on the outcome as opposed to just the process, the means by which we get there in addition to the outcome. It's a, it's a real problem for a lot of organizations, and I, we've also seen this to be true for other types of wrongdoing as well. 
And Pat, what about the third point, which uh, I wrote down as change or disruption in the organization, but perhaps it would be the broader uh, umbrella of organizational change. How does that factor into this issue or series of issues? We have seen this to be a trend um, with other types of misconduct as well, that there are certain types of shifts that happen in an organization where misconduct is likely to be higher. For example, that would include expansion into new countries, mergers, acquisitions of another organization, um, substantial changes in top management, changes in leadership, layoffs, restructuring, downsizing, um, and then any measures that companies take to cut costs. And one thing that I'll say is that when I talk about organizations in transition and use those definitions, most people can uh, point to several of those things happening within their own organization at any given time. But the problem is that the more your organization is in transition, the more likely people are to observe misconduct. And that is also true for the type of interpersonal wrongdoing that we are talking about in this report. So people are 3.8 times more likely to observe discrimination if their organization is going through transition of that, of this type. Um, They're three and a half times more likely to observe sexual harassment. They're two and a half times more likely to observe abusive behavior. There's something about organizations in transition that change the way people relate to each other, or it it allows this sort of behavior that goes over the line to take place. Pat, I wanted to ask you if heightened awareness is enough, but it struck me in listening to your remarks that heightened awareness I take that as my responsibility. I am responsible for being more aware of observing this. But it it also has struck me really throughout this podcast series that the importance of this and the importance to uh, overcome workplace misconduct is everyone's responsibility. It's my personal responsibility. It's the responsibility of middle management, senior management, responsibility of the board. It's the responsibility of the a company in the form of policies and procedures. And so it seems to me that me having heightened awareness might be a, a good first step, but it's only a step. Would that be fair or am I off the mark? I think that's absolutely true. It's certainly, it is important to be aware of the prevalence of these problems in the workplace. Um, one of the things that I think has happened, particularly when you think about media focus and a lot of these issues, when you hear about it in the news, it tends to be egregious behavior and it's easy to say, well, that's not taking place in our workplace. So being aware that these problems do take place, that um, you know, almost a quarter of people are observing these kinds of problems in any given time is an, is an important thing. But it's also about doing something about it. There are things that organizations can do um, that substantially reduce the prevalence of these problems. And that includes making ethics a priority for leadership, not just saying we're going to give more money to that ethics and compliance function, but personally championing, talking about ethics modeling the kind of conduct where you're treating others with dignity and respect, 
um, focusing on what gets rewarded in your organization. How do we define success? It should be more, it's not just about the bottom line, but it's also about the means by which we achieve the bottom line. Um, being aware of times of change in an organization, particularly big transitions, if you know that they're going to be taking place, it should become a part of the risk assessment process, but also training and communications to just anticipate that pressure um, is higher when an organization is in transition and these kinds of incidents are more prevalent during those times. Um, and then finally, just having a speak up environment, being transparent with employees, those are all things that companies can proactively do to try to address the issue. Well, Pat, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode, but I've been visiting with Pat Harned, the CEO of Ethics and Compliance Initiative. Today, we've been looking at interpersonal misconduct in the workplace and issues around that. I hope you will join us again tomorrow for our final episode where we bring the year together and perhaps even look in the veiled land of the future. Pat, I look forward to considering, excuse me, continuing the conversation. Thanks again for having me, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in our five-part exploration of the Ethics and Compliance Initiative's 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey Retrospective. If you'd like more information on ECI, check out their website, eci.org. Also, if you'd like the full four-part series of the 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey, you can download each survey from the ECI website. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. This special podcast series on ECI's 2018 Global Business Ethics Survey Retrospective has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.